Governor Ron DeSantis, he is amazing. So talented, so smart, unlimited political future. I want him to be president someday. I think that's almost guaranteed to happen. But I'd rather not see him run in 2024 for a number of reasons. We'll get into that in a moment. But first, we'll establish the obvious. This is one supremely talented man. We can either have a free society or we can have a biomedical security state. And I can tell you, Florida, we're a free state. People are going to be free to choose, to make their own decisions. If you're coming after the rights of parents in Florida, I'm standing in your way. I'm not going to let you get away with it. No one should lose their job over these shots. I think we want to protect people's jobs. What critics call the don't say gay bill is on the Senate floor. Does it say that in the bill? No, that you support. Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you. I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because I'm you are pushing you. false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say. I don't care what corporate media outlets say. I don't care what Hollywood says. I don't care what big corporations say. Here I stand. I'm not backing down. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the policies, the substance, and I love the style. Let's face it, though, he's borrowing heavily from Donald Trump style and agenda and policies. And that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, but I'm hearing from more and more Republicans. Well, you know, Donald Trump, he has all that baggage and uh, it's time for a fresh face. Don't fall for that argument. OK, going to get to the specifics in a moment. First, again, on DeSantis, he's got well, an incredible resume. He went to the right schools. He served in the Navy. Now, he got to Congress back in 2012. I'm not that crazy about this part because that makes him arguably a career politician. All right. Started when he was just uh, 34 years old. Let's see. He's 43 now. On Election Day in November of 2024, he would be 45 years old. Now, here's the thing. Uh, that makes him what? three decades younger than President Trump. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm saying he's got plenty of time ahead of him to make his move, but not now. And there are some things he needs to clean up just a little bit. You know, when he was running for governor in 2018 against Andrew Gillum, a guy, in my opinion, whose clock he should have cleaned, uh, he was nervous and fidgety in the debates and kind of made some odd facial gestures and just... I don't know. I think he needs work on that. Maybe he's already fixed it. Who knows? He has a beautiful family. And uh, here's the thing, though. I do think it's better for an older person, 60 plus, to be president because as a young man, you are, I think, kind of designed biologically to take care of your family first. You've got to put your family before country. You can't run the country when you're worrying about your kids like Obama, by the way. Now, Obama, you know, all kinds of problems, but he also insisted on being home at six o'clock to have dinner with the kids. Now, in one way, in one light, that's admirable, but in another, no, we need more from a president. And uh, young men put their families and they also have to worry about what am I going to do after I'm president? Barack Obama knew, make a billion dollars. Another thing about Trump, huh? He didn't have to worry about that. He didn't do it for money or power or fame. He had all that. Had all that. He had what all the others want, you know, money and power. Now, Ron DeSantis, I'm not putting him in that category. I think he's a great talent. But yes, 
They're trying to make us tired of Trump. Oh, here we go again. It's been going on for so long, right? First, it was Russia, 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 all that nonsense. Then there was the first phony impeachment. Rob Mueller, huh? Remember that scam? Uh, the first phony impeachment. Then the second phony impeachment. And now all this nonstop talk about January 6th. They're trying to make us tired of him and move on. Guess what, though? They will do, folks, they will do the same thing to Ron DeSantis. They're already starting. It's the same playbook. They're going to try to say he's ineligible, he's a monster, he's the worst thing that ever happened. It's already started. I hope it's not Death Santis over in Florida because I think he's Would a fascist. Would you call him Death Santis? I think I think he handled COVID miserably. I think he's a fascist and a bigot. Yes, Ron DeSantis is terrible. Speaking of the worst people in public office, Florida governor and man describing what Adele's music means to him. Ron DeSantis. This DeSantis character, and it needs to be said, is, is, a, is a scary dude. I mean, this is this is the Republican Party is becoming the anti-freedom party, is the anti-American party. You see. All that's ridiculous, but they're going to apply it to whoever the Republican is, Trump or DeSantis. They're already doing it and they're trying. I think they think they can take DeSantis, not Trump. And that's why they keep up with these hearings after hearings. Now, Ron DeSantis is a brilliant guy. Obviously, he has studied President Trump very, very carefully. You can kind of see it in this picture at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, they're very similar. And I think DeSantis inhaled so much from Donald Trump. So what's the rush? There really shouldn't be one. I th there shouldn't be. Um, and one more time, the agenda, the style, it is all Trump's. <laughs> when he was running for governor, he admitted as much. Everyone knows my husband, Ron DeSantis, is endorsed by President Trump, but he's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads stories. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. I love that part. He's teaching Madison to talk. Make America great again. People say Ron's all Trump, but he is so much more. Big league. So good. I just thought you should know. Ron DeSantis for governor. I love it. I love it. But obviously, it's not original. Again, that's fine. And President Trump, despite everything they put him through, they're putting him through. Take a look at this poll from uh, Emerson. Trump still beats Biden in a head-to-head -head matchup. So in 2024, how old will President Trump be? He will be 78. Uh, and Ron DeSantis, just 45. This would really be the last time for President Trump. I think he deserves it, and uh, here's one of the reasons why. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left and the factories closed. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. Their victories have not been your victories. Their triumphs have not been your triumphs. And while they celebrated in our nation's capital, there was little to celebrate 
for struggling families all across our land. That all changes starting right here and right now, because this moment is your moment. It belongs to you. He changed everything, changed everything, and I think he can change it again. Here's an idea, although constitutionally it may be complicated. Trump DeSantis on the same ticket. You know, there's a rule in the Constitution that they can't be from the same state. And technically, I think Donald Trump is a Florida resident now. So, of course, is the governor. We'll see. Just an opinion. Governor DeSantis, President Trump, good luck to both of you. We will be right back. Chelsea Handler, this is the dream girl of the Democrat Party. And actually, it's incredibly sad, almost tragic. She guest hosted one of the late night shows this week. Some important observations when we return. Hey, I'm Rob Carson, host of the Rob Carson Show podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view? And it's actually funny. You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app, and it downloads directly to your smartphone, so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app, or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms. Something's All I can say... Is that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? And they are in love with Chelsea Handler, this leftist lunatic. I'm sorry, she's, uh, she's damaged good. She's very, very troubled, but they love her. Actually, she guest hosted every night this week for Jimmy Fallon, who's become so reliably liberal and unfunny. This is, um, this is bad stuff. ever. There are now four women on the Supreme Court. And five, if you include that bitch, Clarence Thomas. Not funny, and it got worse from there. This person represents so much of what liberals consider cool, consider hip, consider fun. She was there and is there for all the trends, all the latest trends, like this one this big Italian meatball come into the fore and was like, who looked like the Incredible Hulk. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to flatten your curve. I'm like, I'm going to flatten your curve. And then we're going to apex together. Her infatuation with Governor Cuomo during the height of COVID. And now, oh, Robert Mueller. Remember that guy with the Russia hoax? She was so into him and the cause. You were looking forward to the Mueller report and now... What's I'm sexually attracted to Robert Mueller, and I, I'll explain why. I have a daddy issue. He's in a national average of five bucks a gallon, so Biden is demanding a three-month pause on a gap. So any man in their 70s, he was a Marine. If you can keep your act together for that long, I want to talk about penetration. <laughs> even Ellen, even Ellen is offended. Uh, this is the queen right now of the moment for liberals. Her books are depraved, actually, and sad. Are you there, Vodka? It's uh, me, Chelsea. Uh, my horizontal life, the one in the middle. A collection of one-night stands. And Chelsea, Chelsea, bang, bang. 
So when she's not uh, being vulgar, she's hating Trump. Yes, I hate Donald Trump. Yes, I find him to be a white supremacist and I find all of his policies to be abhorrent. <laughs> right. That's uh, that's cool. That's cool on the left. That's cool in the mainstream. And really, sadly, so is this. And by the way, I'm speaking from experience on all of this as someone who had three abortions in high school. And if that sounds too extreme, let's pretend I had two. (laughs) Incredibly rich, incredibly famous and totally bankrupt at the same time. I feel sorry for them. Uh, Hey, I feel sorry for a lot of people this weekend. If you're going anywhere July 4th, it's going to be rough. You bet. All right. Still to come, is the left-wing media predicting a red... Passengers caught in the chaos of new cancellations and staffing shortages. More than 20,000 flights, 20,000 have been delayed this week alone. A lot of planes just sitting there. Yeah. Let's talk about the travel troubles at airports nationwide. Delays and cancellations are wreaking havoc as we head into the July 4th holiday weekend. Yeah. All right. Mm, Thanks, Mika. Uh, But they're right. They're right. And who is going to fix it? Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg and the president of the United States. This this is how when it becomes so obvious that America made a big mistake with these guys. First, Joe Biden. He knows nothing, nothing about these issues. President Trump could pick up the phone, talk to executives, make things happen. Joe, no, this is what he knows. See, I went to the big guys for the money. I was ready to prostitute myself. Prostitute himself, right? Raise money, do favors for people, get favors done. That's it. That's it. Not results. As for Mayor Pete, what is his major talent or trait? Pete Buttigieg is the first major gay candidate ever. Buttigieg, who is openly gay. He's a Christian, a veteran. Uh, He's from the Midwest, uh, and he's openly gay. He's openly gay. Uh, How's this going to help us now? we got a serious problem. we got Joe the prostitute and Pete's gay. Who cares? What are those things going to do for the transportation issue that we've got right now and all the other problems, gas prices, food, inflation? Nothing. But I guess it's stylish, huh? The empathizer-in-chief, that was Joe Biden and uh, Mayor Pete. He's gay. By the way, Mayor Pete has a... Big, big, big job. And he has absolutely no business having this job. He came from small town. What was that called again? South Bend, Indiana. Right. This guy right now is running the transportation system of the entire country. Perhaps the biggest transportation system in the world. What? Right behind China. Yeah, it's ludicrous, ludicrous. And this in Bellevue, Washington, a Catholic church defaced hideously vandalized by this individual right here. Um, They're in custody, by the way. But uh, look at some of the horrible things that were written. Uh, Rapists, they're calling them. And also, it's a religion of hate. A religion of hate. Um, Nobody seems to care about it. Not at all. Hey, do you remember when there was a noose in a garage, but it turned out to just be a piece of rope and (laughs) no crime whatsoever? Do you remember that? The whole NASCAR thing? 
Breaking overnight, a shocking discovery. A noose is found in the Talladega Super Speedway garage stall of Bubba Wallace, NASCAR's only black driver. Driven by hate, a noose is found in the garage of Bubba Wallace, NASCAR's only full-time black driver. We're also following breaking news involving NASCAR. A noose was found in the garage stall of Bubba Wallace, the sport's only top-tier black driver. We're moving out to that powerful show of solidarity today after a noose was found hanging in the garage of Bubba Wallace, NASCAR's only full-time driver who was black. It turned out to be a piece of string. It turned out to be a piece of string. Meanwhile, this very genuine hate crime happens. No one cares. No one cares, especially the big networks. Huh? Zero mention on ABC, NBC, and CBS. How about that? What does it say about their bias? Well, we know that they have extreme bias. Hey, here's a guy who came to the big city, New York, to uh, live and work, and uh, he was in for some surprises. We have very peculiar grocery stores in this town. He noted it, made a video about it, then he got fired. Oh, boy, the cancellation mob came for him. There's no problem whatsoever with his video. It's totally factual. Take a look. Okay, so I just moved to New York, and I'm trying to go grocery shopping, and so I type in, like, grocery stores on my Apple Maps, and, like, every one I go to, like, I'm walking, too, like, they're like this, or like, like this, like, bro, that's not a grocery store, like, I'm trying to get, like, eggs, yogurt, like, cheese, like, like that, right? Like, look at this place. I've literally been to like five of those now and like I don't know what the f I'm about to do for dinner like where are the Kroger's and like the Whole Foods at like I'm about to eat like like cereal and ramen for dinner like what nothing wrong with what he said I mean the language isn't great the rest of the country outside of New York when you go to the grocery store you got these big beautiful stores and uh, that's the way a typical grocery store looks not a bodega. A bodega, by the way, they often have cats running around. <laughs> they actually have cats in the store. So this kid makes a video, and he gets in an awful lot of trouble. Oh, boy, do they come looking for him. And his boss finds out. And the firm puts out a big statement. Ooh, we're looking into this. His company is called Outreach, or was called Outreach. Uh, let's see what they said. After the social media mob came knocking... Uh, they said the following, please. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Upon investigation, we took swift internal action in accordance with our company policies and in alignment with our core values. Hmm, what's next here? We always welcome feedback from the community as outreach continues to build our culture that finds strength in our diversity, equity, and inclusion. Oh, boy, those are dangerous words. D-E-I. Now, this young man made another video. Uh, this is actually funny, and it's spot on. And take a look. To the McDonald's gym for my second workout in New York. Got shoulders and arms today. Um, I'm in the Bronx for a few weeks, so I'm like the only white dude in this whole gym. So I got this NAACP shirt. So uh, these people vibe with me more. Okay. Now, what's the problem there? Really? He's making observations about the community where he lives. If he went to, say, uh, Greenwich, Connecticut, the hometown of George H.W. Bush, and let's say he happened to be black, and he said, I'm going to walk around and uh, maybe wear a MAGA shirt, right? I mean, you know the stereotype, all right? Stereotypes, people sometimes have them. 
I don't think he should be canceled for this. He was. Well, he's a young man. He's going to come back. But Outreach fired the guy. He is no longer an employee of Outreach. Freedom of speech. Really? Really? Not really. Stay with us. We'll be joined by Brandon Strock. Great guy. <laughs> just served some prison time for January 6th. Uh, fortunately, was just home confinement. Also, this man. In America these days, you can be out with your sexuality, but not with your Christianity. A man got in big trouble for reading a Bible at a gay pride event. He actually got arrested. We'll be right back with him. Okay, you see the individual seated right there in the black T-shirt? That's Matthew Meineke. He's in Seattle at a park. He happens to be reading from the Bible, which is his right to do, okay? Even if everybody else is uh, getting their, um, you know, doing their gay pride thing. It was a gay pride event. Well, things went downhill fast, and ultimately, that man is arrested. Matthew Meineke joins us right now. He is a preacher with something called Grace Team Seattle. He also has a roof cleaning business that he opened three years ago. Matthew, yes. uh, welcome to Newsmax. How are you? Good. It's good to see you. Thank you for having me on. You bet. Hey, first of all, uh, the, that event, uh, was it an official gay pride event? Was it just a, you know, a casual get-together? What was happening there? Well, with Seattle, they have gay pride every weekend during, I mean, there's some kind of an event always happening with, with the homosexual events in, in Seattle. So All right. this so, is the official event. I understand. You're reading from the Bible at the event. Now, let me just ask you this. Actually, first, was there a particular passage you were reading from the Bible or just anything in general? Yeah, at the time, I was actually reading through the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Matthew chapter 5 through 7, and then I actually finished that, and I started reading uh, Matthew chapter 8, and halfway through chapter 9, I got arrested. Okay. Now, I'm a believer, and I read the Bible. Let me just ask you, and by the way, you have a right to do what you did, and I think, uh, well, I'll get to that in a moment. What was your intent? Well, my intent was to go out and read the Word, because I believe in the power of the Word of God. And the Word of God has power. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And so I believe in, this, in the spoken Word of God. When you speak God's Word to the people, faith comes by hearing. So when you hear the Word of God, the faith is actually built up in people, and people can repent and believe the gospel. So I have hope. So All I right. went out there to give the people hope. Well, people weren't feeling it, and uh, they kind of got in your face. I think we have some video of that. They start yelling at you and screaming at you. Can we go ahead and roll that, please? This is, uh, tell us a little bit about this moment. Well, I mean, this was closer to the beginning when I first started reading. And then after probably about two hours, there were 30 people there. Uh, we don't even have video of that. There were people spitting candy at me, pouring water on the Bible. Um, it became, you know, just a lot of obscenities getting yelled at me. It was just, you know, it was quite a stir. It was right. quite a stir. And then the cops show up, and this is what takes us by surprise. They yes. wind up arresting you. Turn the volume up, please, and let's take this from the top, if you don't mind, before the cuffs go on. Here they are. But they have a conversation with you first. 
Let's go ahead yeah. and take that, please, from the top. Close public safety by remaining here. It can be mitigated if you leave. You last chance. I don't want to leave because I'm not in danger. I'm not in danger. It's time for All right, so they arrested you because they could not guarantee your safety, but shouldn't they have been protecting you? It's kind of interesting. Yeah. They, they, you weren't committing a crime necessarily. They said, however, they were going to arrest you anyway. Yeah, so they said, you're causing a public safety threat. And all I was doing the entire time was reading the Bible. I said, I'm not going to leave. I haven't done anything wrong. I haven't broken any municipal codes. I haven't broken any statutes. I haven't done anything. I wasn't even using a sound system. I well, said I've just been reading the Bible. You were, um, t- I understand you were charged with obstruction. You had a court yeah. hearing on, on Tuesday. How did that go? What happened? Well, they, they, it looks like they, they have up to two years. They haven't dropped the charges officially. They have up to two years to charge me with the crime. I'm actually hoping that they just drop the charges. Um, I actually want a, an official letter of apology from the chief of police, Adrian Diaz, for this. Um, I, I just I feel like this is just um, a, a major double standard in Seattle, major double standard. Now, on Friday, two days before this, you yes. were harassed and also, I believe, arrested uh, yes. in a similar circumstance. It was a pro-choice protest. We have some pictures of this. What were you doing there and what happened, please? So I was reading the Bible there and I was actually reading through the book of John. And we were at this uh, outside the federal building in Seattle, reading through the book of John. And the Bible was actually getting ripped up. They were actually ripping pages out of the yelling obscenities, telling me I had to leave. This was not the police, of course. These were the the protesters. But then the same thing. Police show up. They say that uh, you must leave. Otherwise, you're going to be arrested. I said, I haven't done anything wrong. Uh, I'm not going to leave. I'm I'm on a public place. I mean, I haven't done anything, you know, illegal. I've just been reading my Bible. So same thing. No sound amplification. You know, no, it wasn't a nuisance. It wasn't a violation of any statutes. I was just reading the Bible. So a couple of things here. Number one, uh, I am also a believer and uh, I have uh, respect for what you did at the same time, though. I just want to ask you, you know, when you're talking about your faith, sometimes maybe going to a crowded event with a lot of people, you know, taking somebody one on one and sharing your faith might be more effective or could be arguably more effective. What I'm trying to do here, look, you're not looking for trouble or are you? No, not looking for trouble at all. We we go and speak unto the people all the words of this life. You know, Jesus said, proclaim what you hear, what I tell you in closets on the housetops. And so we, we actually go to multiple places. It's not just these protests. We go to the games. Uh, we go to the Seahawks games, Mariner games, Sounders games. I mean, we're not looking for trouble. It's just the word of God is offensive. And, and people don't want to hear it, and they get upset. So, so let me ask you this. I... Um... Christ is very real in my life, but I did not, uh, it didn't happen where somebody, you know, I'm walking down the sidewalk and somebody was just reading the word. I had conversations with people, multiple people, and, and then I was introduced to the word. Do you think mm-hmm. it works? And, and it, 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 
I, I accept that. Well, tell me more about how this works. It does work, correct? You think? It does work. Uh, the just word on- of God is power. Yes. The word of God is power. We've actually done this in, in homeless camps in Seattle. People have asked for prayer. They've even prayed for salvation with us. So this does work. Um, I think a lot of people have the attitude. They don't have the faith to really go and proclaim uh, the word of God and trust in the power of the word of God and, and let the word speak for itself. And I think if more people did that, I think the church would be stronger. Actually, I do. I believe people's faith would be stronger, and I believe that more would be accomplished for the kingdom of God. Matthew Meineke, thank you very much. Uh, Please be safe. I would hate for you to get hurt in any of this, but this is your right, and uh, uh, I'm impressed, actually. But be careful, okay? Yes, we're going to. God, God will be with us. If you want to follow uh, the Seattle preacher at Matt Team Jesus, Matt Two T's Team Jesus. Um, thank you, sir, very, very much. All the best. Yes, thank you for having me on. You bet. You bet. We'll be right back. The explosive documentary that unveils the endless affairs of our nation's 35th president. The amorous exploits hidden behind his facade of loving husband and family man. Watch JFK Women, The Scandals Revealed on Newsmax TV. We are celebrating the start of Pride Month with some pop-up parties, and we've got one going right outside here in Times Square. It's important to feel proud to be you. Oh, lucky to have dads like you. And happy Pride from Nickelodeon. We can't just do it for the month of June. We have to carry Pride with us every single day. We are Okay, it seemed like the longest month of the year, Pride Month. In fact, I didn't even know it was a month until this June. It did seem longer, more intense than any of these things I've ever seen before, right? What's happening here? Um, we'd like to bring in Brandon Strzok, who is a great guy. He's the founder of the Walk Away campaign, political activist and commentator. Uh, I have to point this out for the purposes of the conversation. He happens to be gay and uh, out. And that's uh, <laughs> how are you, sir? Welcome back. Oh, well, uh, I'm doing pretty well, Greg. Thank you. And I agree this month was torture. And I'm glad that it's over. Yeah. Well, number one, why was it? This month seemed, but it's not going to work, and they've got to be more in touch. So, if I was advising a Democrat, what, what was there an occasion? Did they decide to make it a bigger deal? Well, yeah, I, I think that the reason why they probably went overboard this time is because they put so much emphasis on these uh, so-called don't say gay bills and all of these manufactured crises that they've made up surrounding the gay community. And this is uh, it all stems back to the fact that the Democrats are doing a lousy job. Uh, we're approaching, approaching the midterm elections. Things are looking very bleak for Joe Biden and the Democrats. And so they're turning to manipulating minority communities like the LGBT community, making up all of these things to stir people up into a frenzy. And then people say, oh, my God, we have to go out and celebrate our pride because the Republicans are trying to take all of our rights away. All right. Well, they have a big buy in and an assist from corporate America, Uh, American Express getting on board, Converse, Oreo cookie. You name it, they were all in. They do realize that people just want to eat a decent cookie. They're not necessarily going to express themselves at the grocery store. I haven't seen this kind of thing. Why do corporations go in on this as well? 
Uh, because it's big money at this point, virtue signaling to minority communities. This is why when George Floyd was killed and Black Lives Matter decided to go burn the entire country down, every major corporation started throwing up Black Lives Matter signs and uh, painting Black Lives Matter on basketball courts across the country. Uh, and also, there's sort of this added thing, too, where it becomes sort of a peer pressure thing. Uh, if I use the example of Black Lives Matter one more time, I mean, it got to the point there where if you didn't have a Black Lives Matter sign in your business. It was a sign that people should come and target your business, uh, you know, and you're basically shining a spotlight that you didn't support this movement, or at least that's what the narrative was. Nobody at this point wants to be the corporation that doesn't have a rainbow flag uh, or an LGBTQIA2 plus whatever flag hanging in their business. And, um, and it's a lot of money, too. I mean, pride has become a very commercialized, corporatized thing. I actually went on the website for New York City Pride and found that they were selling tickets for thousands of dollars for what they're calling Pride Fest, this weekend-long thing. You know, and you're absolutely right. Pride used to be Pride used to be one day, and then it became a weekend, and then it became a month, and then it became this huge cash cow for corporate America. So it really has very little to do these days with advancing equality. Well, the thing is, I'm starting as a straight person. I feel kind of... Uh marginalized, quite frankly, by all this stuff. And I don't know, perhaps gay people once felt the same way 20 years ago. I'm starting to feel that we're doing something wrong. I don't think we're doing something wrong, but this is now exclusionary in a certain way. Well, it definitely is. And, I, you know, I want to announce right here tonight on your show on television that I am deeming July MAGA month. <laughs> I, I want every major corporation in America to start flying MAGA flags. I want to see MAGA flags all over Kraft cheese and Mercedes Benz and everything else. <laughs> July is MAGA month, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. All right. Corporations take notice. Uh, Brandon has just decreed it so. Brandon, by the way, listen, you've been through a lot uh, this year and last year. Brandon, big supporter of President Trump, was there on January 6th. He didn't break anything. He didn't hurt anybody. He didn't go inside the Capitol. Yet they kind of threw the book at you and you had to do some time under home confinement. You're done with your sentence, right? And how do you feel now? Uh, yeah, my, my house arrest sentence ended on April 28th. I also spent two and a half days in real jail uh, over a Class B misdemeanor charge for disorderly conduct for standing outside of the Capitol on the east side for eight minutes. Uh, things are definitely going better now. Uh, this is going to be an ongoing process. As you know, the Democrats are trying to treat January 6th as if it were Pearl Harbor or 9-11. So, it, the narrative goes on and on and on. Uh, but I personally am, I'm getting back to work. I'm moving on with my life. Uh, they kicked me pretty hard, but, you know, they couldn't take me down. Fantastic. Well, Brandon Schrock, keep at it, founder of the Walk Away Campaign. Check him out on social media. I know they gave you a hard time there, but you're still on social. Thank you very much. Check out the walkawaycampaign.com and Brandon Strock at Brandon Strock. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Greg. You bet. We'll be right back. Look at this incredible statistic. Police officers shot up 19%. This is from the National Fraternal Order of Police. No real surprise given the stigmatization and uh, the false lies told about cops really starting in earnest in 2020, but it's been going on for years, especially Ferguson lives are being lost because of all of the lies. You know what? 
this might be a matter for impeachment, impeachment of Joe Biden. You know who's saying that? John Voight, the legendary actor. Take a look at this. My dear friends, we're all saddened by so much turmoil that has been brought upon this life we live. Can this darkness be lifted? Can we all share joy once again and see eye to eye? We have a troubled nation with much horror from these criminals that are ruining lives. We must stop this now. We must bring back our nation's safety. Our police force must act on righteousness and guard our neighborhoods, our businesses, our children, our elderly, our veterans, and our handicapped. We must protect this nation and bring back safety. We're all feeling very unsafe. We're all angry. And let's remember why. It starts with the seat of the President of the United States. He has wronged this nation's glory. He has taken down our morals, our true gift of the land of the free. He must be impeached. We cannot wait another second having him dictate our path. Let us work together, get him out, and make this country what she stands for, greatness, the land of opportunity, the land of the greatest soil our forefathers fought for. Don't let this President Biden tear down every inch that was sacrificed with blood, sweat, and tears for his dictation of lies. I urge all to see truths. I urge all to make a difference for our children's future, our future, because my fellow Americans, this land is being broken down. But we as a nation of God's truths shall build her up once again and bring her to her feet with glory. God bless America. Much love to you. Wow. No argument from me, John Voight. And it's so great to have a conservative in Hollywood, right? And he's very, very talented. How about this guy or girl or whatever? Sam Britton. This is the new Deputy Assistant Secretary of Energy. Um, I would call security, but uh, no, this is a real person with a real job. They've uh, proudly announced it on on Twitter. Uh, it's official as of June 19th. I'm now I'm now I now serve my nation as the Deputy Assistant Secretary for Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition in the Office of Nuclear Energy in the Department of Energy. Uh, okay. Um, now the individual does have the right degrees from MIT and that kind of place, but a lot of people do. I think they picked this individual because of, uh, well, this stuff. When I introduce myself, I generally say, hi, my name's Sam Britton. I use they and them as my pronouns, and I serve as head of advocacy and government affairs for the Trevor Project. I give this before I even give my job because it's the important way that you're going to describe me. If I can have the President of the United States use my gender neutral pronouns and I can respectfully use theirs, then I think we're going to be in a world where everyone can be respected. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I think you guys should be worrying more about the nuclear waste than the pronouns. Fair enough. This is a sensitive job. These are sensitive times. Uh, this is the wrong, these are not the right priorities. And this guy, by the way, that was one of the more normal things he did. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all out there. 
I mean, this used to keep you from getting these jobs, quite frankly, but now everything is different. We'll be right back. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people. If you're around uh, Monongahela, Pennsylvania, July 3rd, they're going to have a great concert. Uh, Let's see. Gary Rakin and the Studio E Band. Oh, great stuff. They support veterans and uh, should be fantastic. I'm going to do my best to be there myself. Anyway, have a great 4th of July. See you next week.